Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes, what is up everybody? Welcome to It's Soccer We Trust. It's everybody's favorite podcast. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Charlie Davies and eventually Keith Pierce. And we are, well, I'm in Doha right now. I'm in Qatar with a beautiful background behind me. What's up, little guy? You doing all right? I'm here with Charlie Davies, and Heath Priest will be joining us soon. And we are just talking about Wales and Wales only. It's the first game for the U.S. in over eight years. However, I think that Wales have one-upped us, Charlie, because this is their first World Cup in 64 years. So maybe they're going to be buzzing a little bit more than us. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a World Cup where they are representing the Middle East. The energy is going to be high. It's going to be an exciting game. I think they're they're not in this to defend. They're in this to win, be it, play that aggressive attacking soccer. So I think we're going to see some fireworks because Ecuador. I don't think they're going to be sitting back either. So both teams getting after it with the with the hype around the kickoff yeah. of a, the first World Cup in the Middle East. Like, what are people saying over there? What, what's the vibe? Uh, the vibe right now is, I think. One of excitement. I mean, obviously, this is a big tournament, the first in this, this region of the world. And uh, I've got a couple guys here that are excited. What's up, guys? Hi. How are you doing? You good? Hi, you? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, who, who do you think is going to win the World Cup? Uh, Qatar. Qatar. Wow. I came from Uganda, but I'm supporting Qatar. Okay, I appreciate that. Uganda Uganda's not in the World Cup, though. Yes. Yeah. I'm from the U.S. US. Yeah, we're going to win. Yes? Yeah. Oh. No, yeah, I think we're going to win. No, Uganda. <laughs> Senegal. No Sadio Mane, no party, buddy. I don't know. No Sadio, no party. That's all I'm saying. Hi. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Anyway, all right. See you guys. Nice to meet you. But yes, here live from Doha. Good to be hanging out with everybody. So my favorite, though, let's get into this. Let's go overall first, Charlie, before we get into the Wales game in particular. What's up? That's how I roll. Kobe, Kobe Jones is yelling at me from over here. Tell Kobe to get over here. Kobe, why don't you come over and say hi? Okay, will you come over when you're ready? So so I got Brazil winning it. Charlie, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with Brazil. They're just – they have so much stacked. depth. It's, stacked. They're stacked. I mean, how often, though, does the, the most stacked team typically win? You know, they're, they are the favorites. 
but playing in Qatar. Oh, oh, thanks. He, Hey, here I am. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy asked me to host and I disappeared on him real quick just to make sure that, you know, he could really be screaming from, uh, from Doha in front of all the people. Let, let, let everyone know the U S fans have arrived, you know? Well, he took it down a little bit. It it wasn't like the normal. Yeah. And, and then I ramped it back up again, and then Toby Jones is yelling at me. Like this, if you're listening to this, you're like, this is all over the place. If you're watching, it's probably pretty entertaining. Uh, Keith, great to see you. We both have Brazil winning the World Cup. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with Brazil. I mean, it's hard to write off Brazil. Obviously, you've got the favorites in France, but I feel like France, every few World Cups, has, has, has a meltdown. Um, obviously, injuries. There's always turmoil within this team uh, at the moment because a lot of them uh, play together. So I don't see France doing it. When I think about anybody beyond that, Argentina, I don't think has the right mixture to to, to win a final. Although whoa, they seem whoa, to be whoa. Uh, they just won the Copa America over Brazil. Yeah, last yeah, but it's just it, that, that's a different story. Like getting up for Brazil for Argentina is very different than than getting through all the teams are going to have to to get to a, to a final. So I've still got Brazil. Um, they have, as the, my they favorite. have the easiest way to a semifinal of all the Who's teams. That? Argentina? Argentina has the easiest well, way to a semifinal. Well, James Benj was saying if, yesterday if that England has an easy group. path because uh, he thinks that everybody's just going to, you know, fall in line in the way they want. They're going to finish first, they're going to finish second, and they're going to just cruise all the way to a to a final. And that's just rarely how it actually ends up playing out, right? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, yeah. if Argentina finished first, they will be playing the Group D second place team, which I think will be Denmark, unless Denmark upsets uh, France. Dude, Denmark is good. Denmark, thing. Denmark, but, but beat, Denmark beat France in the Nations League twice, home and away, like four months ago. But go ahead. We're, ta- go we're talking Leo Messi. We're Argentina. talking about France. I know we're talking about France. Okay. And then they play the winner of Holland, A1, and which, which I expect Holland to win that group. And then B2, which could be USA. So if USA upsets Holland, if USA gets out as the B2 team, we're talking Argentina-US or Argentina-Holland in, in that uh round of eight game to get into a semifinal. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I still like Brazil, though. I think their second team could get to the knockout rounds. You know, that's how talented those guys are. And if Neymar catches fire and mm-hmm. Vinicius or any of those guys, it's going to be lights out. I mean, I guess defensively, if Brazil can lock things down defensively, they're going to score goals. So it's just a matter of whether they can get clean sheets. All right. So those are our overall thoughts. Uh, Keith, who'd you go with? Did you go with Brazil as well? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Brazil. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Brazil no, they're on definitely this one. Not win. It's kind of, yeah, it's stupid, to go, it's stupid to go with the favorite, and they're obviously the best team in the world right now, but they're not the current champions. And like you said, they lost in the, in, in the Copa America. And so they, they do, they, they are capable of losing. But when you think about this, it's just hard to, it's hard for me to go on a flyer and be like, Denmark um you know yeah, i think denmark will do well but like um it, i think it will be one of the favorites yeah brazil's gonna have a tough crossover i think they're gonna have what portugal or serbia maybe so anyway they're gonna have i think you're gonna have to beat a couple good teams along the way to win a world cup but anyway it should be a great tournament and i think expect the unexpected and and obviously there's a lot of stuff going on they just announced and being here on the ground when they announced that uh, no beer will be being served <laughs> at, at the stadiums did cause a bit uh, of a roar amongst the group that uh, I'm surrounded by. We'll see how that impacts the fans, but kind of, kind of interesting that they, they pulled that card 48 hours before the tournament starts. It seems so. docile, right? It seems a little docile. Like, like there might be that type of uh, atmosphere. And I know that you know, a lot of games aren't really, or aren't always full of the home home fans or the two fans, right? For the world cup. You have people from everywhere that are getting tickets, but I wonder what kind of impact that will have on just the overall atmosphere, the overall, I don't know, because look, I, I spent a lot of time in, in, in Dubai. I'll actually be based out of there for the World Cup. And, 
and be going back and forth to, to, car, to Qatar for games. But in that country, you can only uh, – Jimmy's, Jimmy's just saying hello to everyone out and about. Um, oh, there's Ivis. I see yeah, Ivis. There. I see Ivis. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, yeah. Uh, They're giving you a shout-out, Ivis. Yeah. Ivis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. but but look in in in, in Dubai you, in in Dubai Jimmy doesn't realize he's, we should just mute him when he's talking to other people you know what I mean uh, <laughs> sorry man social butterfly yeah. even here in Qatar yeah. I'm international baby this, this is I can't I can't wait to see what Jimmy's ego is like by the end of the World Cup after this many <laughs> hugs you know what I mean like get him out of the way Jimmy we get it people know you well, Kobe Jones. Oh, here comes Kobe, Kobe Jones, Jones. Like, yeah uh, go ahead, got, uh, wait 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 who do you have winning the World Cup. Oh, I had Brazil. Brazil. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. you heard it first. For those of you that are just yeah. listening to this on audio, uh, Kobe Jones <laughs> just walked up. Jimmy and him were playing dueling microphones. Uh, and Kobe picked uh, Brazil as well. Uh, so I, I think uh, everybody's, Amazing. you know, it, it's kind of, you got to go through the first round of games and then maybe your your favorite changes uh, quickly maybe. based on things. But, maybe. Uh, maybe. Especially on Jimmy's stat that he gave, which is like 14% chance to get out of the group or whatever it is if, if, if you don't win your first game. You lose game. the first one. That's right. It's eleven percent and eighty-four percent if you win your first. But go ahead. So Jimmy, tell us what you've been doing since you've you've touched down in in Doha. What what's going on? Yeah, well, on? trying to try to get some sleep. To be honest, um, the, the eleven-hour time change is a, is a bit much. But yeah, just getting prepared for uh, the stuff that I'm doing here. Getting to hang out with a couple uh, people you guys might know, Charlie Davies. I'm just kidding. Uh, you guys are talking with me right now. Landon Donovan, Marisa Du. And Sasha Question, Ocho Cinco's here. So, yeah, getting prepared for that and looking forward to, to uh, what's going to be happening around all the games. But um, it's been, we, I went to the museum today. The National Is it museum. full? Like, I, I think, you know, just give us a, like a little bit of a, because the, the World Cup's starting soon. And I know people don't come, like, nobody comes in a week before the World Cup to get ready for it because it's so expensive yeah, right, that right, they right. want to come in. They're going to come in based on when their team plays within a group. Um, oh, but everything seems all, all, I'm, all I'm talking to Luis together. Robles, by the way. Hey, Luis. Hey, Robles. You got to say hi to Charlie and Heath Pierce. Hey, who, up, do you, who, who do you have winning the World Cup? Who do you have winning the World Cup? Well, I mean, it's, Uh-oh, I put him on the spot. I thought he'd yeah, be, like, quick man. with that. Well, I mean, I've been saying. Who? I'd say I want Brazil to win. Okay, well, you go. We, all, we want Brazil as well. Yeah. Uh, we got to get rid of this European dominance. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Can you guys yeah. hear him? Yeah, 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 we can yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he looks great. great. Good to see you guys. Great. All right, all right. Great head of hair. All right. Hey, that's so, great. Yeah, for anybody on audio, that's Luis Robles, goalkeeper, former goalkeeper for New York Red Bulls for a very long time. Um, played in Europe. Played played at Kaiserslautern in Germany. Um, went to University of Portland, as as a matter of look fact. At, look at all these special guests I'm getting on the show. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy's booked more guests in the last three minutes than uh, than, than in the entirety of the show. Uh, Jimmy's now going to take take some time off. No, no. Uh, okay. like, anyway, to get to your you. question. No, it hasn't got dense yet, but I think to your point, people will start rolling up here pretty soon. And I, from what I, it's going to be worse than traffic in LA, from what I've been told. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, even though they're going to have enough cars and drivers, from what I understand, it's just is it's it one city? You, you, are there you trains? Hold on, hold on. I'm getting there, news. I'm getting news. You you will be taking helicopters. <laughs> well, I know I can't confirm or deny any of the big timer stuff that I'll be doing, but but uh, my ego is big enough. But I I will say that um, this is probably the first World Cup that's really being held in one city, right? Yeah. And I think that's going to cause its own issues. <laughs> yeah, I I, I well, within, ones they don't even know exist yet, right? I think we're still like going to walk. Into is there is there a tram no, or anything? Safety, is it just, safety, is it? I know there's of like 
just I, moving people moving people from one place to another. I, I know there's buses. Is there is there trams mm-hmm. or anything that can move people to and from the stadiums? Just I mean, I mean, normally when I go into the World Cup, when I went to Russia and things like, I knew exactly sort of the game plan. Right? They opened up right. literally all the gates on match days. You walk straight through. You didn't have to have a ticket or anything like that. And they just kind of looked to see that you had a, a, an actual match ticket, and they didn't yeah. charge you. And they just were like, you had these people with big foam fingers just funneling like thousands and thousands of people in and out of fan parks, in and out of the stadiums. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there has to be some sort of plan with that in place, but some of those stadiums, think, even though it's one city, are still yeah. on the outskirts. They are on the outskirts. I, I, in some ways, I would almost tell people to maybe walk to these places. I mean, I think, I guess the one the benefit of it being in one city, it might be a long walk, but but I think it'll just cause you a lot less stress if you just bake that in and, and consider walking to wherever you're going. Now, if you're south of the city and you have to get up north, there's one stadium that's pretty far up north, then that's mm-hmm. maybe a little bit different. But everything else, I think, is in relative walking distance. Now, I'm going to get a map out and be like, that was the worst advice of all time. But <laughs> but I think that it's, it's doable and manageable. And you just want to make sure you can find some alcohol before you get there because it'll make the walk a lot more enjoyable. That's fair. Yeah, where, where yeah. are you going to find that? So if they're not serving alcohol in and around the stadiums, where would one go to enjoy? You have to be in a hotel, dorm room? Are you smuggling (laughs) drinks in your dorm room? Uh, You know, I I think there'll be a lot of fans that get creative. I think that's where I'm going to leave it, Charlie. But uh, yeah, there are some designated areas we can still do it. It's just not in and around the stadium anymore. So basically, uh, for for the record, they're built, you could, they have bars built into the hotels, restaurants, Yes, yes, yes. but there's not like, you're not going to, you're not going to stumble upon an old Irish pub. It needs to generally, at least the rules in in Dubai are that, and it's very different uh, Dubai than Qatar in terms of where they're at with things, but like it has to be connected to a hotel. So like you'll have a hotel and I'll have like 15 restaurants all serving alcohol uh, Uh and like maybe a bar inside of that. And, but outside of that, you're not going to have like a random, like. You know, when you're in London, heading to the North London Derby, you saw forty uh, yes. pubs along. The I way. haven't seen any any pubs uh, yeah. floating around, but yeah, if you're in a hotel, that's probably the safest place to go get some. What I'll add is uh, that there's still going to be designated areas, like drinking areas. They're just not going to be in and around the stadium anymore. Initially, you you could get them in the stadium, I think, and then they took that away, and they said you can only get it outside the stadium, and then now they just took that away. 48 hours before our first game. So. Jimmy, was there not a time we'll in your past that you went to a U.S. soccer game and stood at the tunnel with a beer in your hand? Uh, 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 I, I remember this being. I remember seeing the content of it. Of you, uh, maybe with a wig on or something. There's uh, there's so many things that you did that I'm maybe weaving them all together. But I, I remember <laughs> I remember that uh, Jimmy might be the reason that they're not ing- not allowing uh, beer in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely. I don't know. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny whether I did all those things. I'm trying to be an upstanding citizen of the world and, and a good role model for everybody. But uh, yeah, I might have had fun at a few games. And I did. I will say that I went to the Euros in Poland and maybe had a few with some Croatian fans. The Croatian okay. personally, I remember that. That was fun. That was a, that was a good time. But um, here, I don't know. I still think I'm, I guess I'm just curious as to what they had in mind and then what's actually going to happen, right. whether that's traveling and transportation to certain stadiums, whether that's relaxing the rules, you know, I mean, they've already, I can already see a lot more people in shorts. I remember I said they didn't show knees or shoulders. That's already been really relaxed. Um, so I don't know. I, I just kind of more of a wait and see. And I think everybody's feeling the same way, maybe even including the Qatari government. And I don't know. Since, since you've been there, how has the, the weather been? I mean, temperatures, are they dropping considerably at night? Is it, is it much cooler in it, the night versus the day? At night is amazing. Like right now, it's, it's awesome. Everybody would be, wow, this is pretty cool. We're right next to the water, right behind all the stuff. The water's over here, the bay. 
over to, I guess I can show you, right? I can pick this up and show you, but uh, behind all that, this, the fancy set over there is there's the bay and I'll, you know, I could probably walk over there in a second, but yeah. um, it's fantastic at night. It's really nice and comfortable and it's going to be a great environment for the players to play in during the day though, being in the sun sucks. So if you can avoid having any, any day games, I think you're going to be in, in a good place. It seems like- on the field. And, and again, not to not to stay on the 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 uh, the beer train of of what's going on, but it's such a cultural part of sports, right? Uh, generally, mm-hmm. for all around the world, and and I know that out of respect for certain nations, that is not part of the culture. But generally, the global soccer culture includes sort of that, uh, whether it's tailgating with American sports or whatever. My worry, though, that I'm waiting to see is that. Like you're not allowed to bring uh, hard alcohol into USC Stadium here at the Coliseum, but guess what? Mm-hmm, I used to mm-hmm. my socks and uh, and go to the stadium with that. And that that mentality, I think, is going to seep into some of the stuff with people. You know, with the with the the filled uh, beer bellies, where it's like they look they look uh, a little chubby, but it's just full of beer inside of it, like a strap on beer belly type thing. Uh, I wonder how much people are going to try to push those limits and rules in a country that doesn't really play play with uh play with like the bending of rules you know yeah it's gonna be interesting to see well honestly what they had in mind and then what they're gonna enforce i just think it's gonna be so overwhelming for them even if they tried to be hardcore and enforce a couple rules at some point all those places are gonna be filled up with you know different i mean maybe with a whole too many people so what are they gonna do what are they gonna do with that overflow so it's gonna be pretty interesting hey guys how are you all right yeah cool i'm great i'm good living the dream what, what have you heard as far as the, the U.S. team from, from that camp, um, how the friendly went, who, who's looking good? Uh, is anyone dealing with any issues currently? You know, what, what's yeah, kind of the word the, on the ground? The big, the big news I'm hearing is um, Serginho Dest trained on his own, so got it more of an individual training. Not to say he wasn't moving around. He was still moving around, but he wasn't participating in any of the team activities. So. That's interesting. You know, Landon Donovan came on and said that DeAndre Yedlin's going to start. So maybe he has more insight into what's happening with Serginho or any of the other players than we do. But uh, his, his lineup's starting to make a lot more sense where you're just going to go with Yedlin if, if Dest isn't ready to go. So that would be the only big news that I would consider. I don't know how you guys feel about hearing that. Do you think but, that was? Uh, do you think? Do you think he knew that, or do you think that he was actually going with Yedlin? Like it felt. Now it's starting to feel a little yeah. bit like he uh, he had an idea what was now. Uh, what was now going it feels on. like he knew he knew something. Yeah, yeah but. But um, at the time, it felt like he was just going with his gut. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Landon knew a little bit more than the rest of us. That's for sure. Yeah. So let's break down this Wales game. You want to get into this Wales game? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it. I, I think we should. Okay. So do we, do we want to work backwards and say our score and then reverse engineer how we got there? Or what, what do you guys want to do? I mean, I, I, I would be stupid not to think the U.S. is going to win this one. Uh, I mean, maybe – Maybe that's not the right Stupid statement. Or I would, like, I, I, I would, I would be unfaithful. Yeah, I would be un, un, yeah, yeah. unfaithful to 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 not say the U.S. is going to to win this game in in a battle. Uh, but I, I will say that I think it's going to be low scoring. The U.S. just traditionally hasn't given up a lot of goals over the last years. I think it's like both teams have scored in like twenty nine percent of their game total games or some some crazy stat like that that I was reading. Um, and so I, I don't think it's going to be, and they don't score a ton of goals either uh, in qualifying. And so I could see it being a low-scoring affair. Uh, Gareth Bale scored all of it. Wales, like, final three matches to get them into the World Cup, but they do have some other, I guess, quote-unquote threats. So I guess for me off the top, I think the U.S. wins this one in a 1-0 fashion. I don't, I, and it's, it's even hard for me to say, is it early, is it late? I'm guessing um, it's, it's on the later end, uh, knowing that, that this team has struggled in, in, in first halves. But what, what's your take, Charlie? 
I'm going to go 2 0 US in this first game. Wow. I, I think they, they get that first half goal and it forces Wales to be a little bit more aggressive and play uh, almost in an uncharacteristic, un- uncharacteristic manner, which allows the U.S. to counter and get that second goal. So I'm going to go 2-0 U.S. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think it's going to be a one-goal advantage to the U.S. Uh, I want to say 2-1 because I want to see some more goals and and I you know can see a score in late and making it really fun for us to, to talk about once it's over. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a 1-0 for the things that you guys are talking about. I think that first half, if I was wagering, I'd maybe go 0-0 that first half. I just don't see either team really extending themselves. I, I know that Greg's got a philosophy. I know that he's got a certain style. I know that we love to high press. But if you bring in a team ream, if you got Yedlin in and you start to be a little bit more thoughtful about how we're moving as a group and, and who's playing and, and what we're trying to do. I just, I, I mean, I'd love for us to come out and guns blazing and go on the front foot and, and really drive the game and dictate the terms. But, and I think I, the Wales is going to sit, sit back. So I think so we're going to sit back too at times. Pushes. I think That's we're, I, I mean. think, so, I think we're going to be a counter team. Uh, I think we'll press at times, but I do think that we're not going to be playing a high line generally. Right. I think when we're in that, when we're in sort of the counter press opportunities, yeah, right. they're going to try right. to play through then great. But otherwise, if they break that first line of pressure, I could see us being at a at a minimum top of to, uh, like basically half line, if not even deeper, and forcing somebody to have to come out. Because I I do think Craig's going to abandon the idea of playing playing out of the back or 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 playing super high lines for long periods. I think he's going to be somewhere a little more conservative and and using the assets of speed and, and athleticism that we have on the field to create something. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I sure. don't think I don't think we'll play a low block against Wales. I, I, England, I certainly do. Yeah. Not Wales. I think Wales, we are the lowest will go is into a mid block, but I think primarily we're going to be, you know, pushing back on them. I I probably doubt that Gareth Bale starts because I don't think I don't see him going more than sixty minutes in in a game like this. So maybe it's a halftime sub in the second half. You you'd want to finish with Gareth Bale on the pitch rather than give him forty five or give him sixty and and sub him off. So you, you, I think it's so imperative that the U.S. come out and get that early goal against Wales and forces them to come out of their shell because similar to us, they're, they're much more comfortable sitting in a low block. Oh, there's Muscles Moadu. We got house. Muscles Moadu. I'm here hey. with Charlie Davies and Heath Pierce. Hey, I will say, hey, I, I was going what? through an old photo, Jimmy, and it was Moadu outside of uh, Giant Let's Stadium, and my guy was absolutely Stadium. yoked. And I don't know if he's coming off the 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 like the what bench press the these days, but yeah, like yeah, how yoked you were. I I didn't I didn't want to say that. <laughs> oh my gosh! For those of you listening right now, uh, Moadu is flexing on camera for all of us. So he, he popped the button off. off. All right, Mo. I'll see you later. See you, dude. Was that Scotty Dimes too? Was that Scotty Dimes? Scotty Dimes. Scotty Dimes is there. Scotty Dimes. <laughs> oh, he's coming Give back to Hey, what's oh, up? Practicing some beach tennis out here. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So anyway, in the middle of our analysis, uh, a little flex in from Mo and a little beach tennis with, with Scott Riddell. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with you, though, on the – about I, that's what I want to see, Charlie, but I just feel like this isn't a friendly anymore. We're not going to – I don't want us to dick around with it anymore, and I just think as we try to kind of poke and prod, and I do believe that Wales is going to sit five in the back, going to have two right in front, make it really difficult for us to break down. And I, that's why I think it's zero zero at half. And then at some point, somebody's going to have to make a move. And a sub, 
or but they're going to attack. They're going to attack in a three, right? And they'll defend in a five. I think exactly right. They're going to attack in a three. Ah. Be a little more. I think they'll open up a little bit more. But defensively, if they can get behind the ball, they're going to sit with five, uh, which is I know the same formation, but still defensively and attacking two very different approaches where you find vulnerabilities. Yeah, I just feel like they're going to want to take away the space where we can exploit them. One of them is Yunus Musa, right? We already played against them once. Yunus Musa's first cap ever was against Wales. And when he came on, one of the, his first actions was him dribbling, turning and dribbling and running through like three or four guys, playing the ball wide out to Giorena, who got across. They, are, they know him. He's not an unknown quantity to him. I think they're going to try to figure out ways to limit that or at least limit his influence because you can't do it every single play, especially in transition. But then they're going to try to take away the space from whoever starts for us, Pulisic, Wea, Reyna, uh, Aaron, so whoever it is out, they know that we like to get it and run at defenders. If they can take that away when five players in that back line, you're going to do that. You can allow your wing backs for Wales to step up and s- slow that down. It's really going to be probably be on McKinney and Musa to, to try to exploit that or at least draw some defenders into them so they can release it wide and those guys can do their thing. A lot easier said than done. So I don't know, Charlie, what, what do you, you want to chime in with here? No, I, I think you're you're onto something. Wales is going to defend, and they're going to look to counter. Daniel James is their is their guy. They're going to be looking mm-hmm. for Daniel James to break out into those those moments of of in the on the counterattack, but in transition, and he can exploit that space in behind. They're going to rely mm-hmm. on that, and then it's mm-hmm. it's all about getting people in the box. The late runs. If Aaron Ramsey is available and playing, he's very good at making the late late runs into the box. So. I think from that standpoint, it, it will be low scoring unless the U.S. gets that first half goal. Then I yeah, think yeah, no, that's, I that's when things change. If U.S. can get that goal, whether it's on a set piece, whether it is a, a, a just a, an, an opportunity where a player ha- comes up at that moment of brilliance and whether it's Christian yeah. Pulisic or – and I'm, I'm dying to know who is going to be playing on that right wing in, in Greg's mind. Is it is it Reyna? Is it Aronson? Is it Weah? You have three yeah. first-choice options. And whoever is yeah, not yeah. playing, then you have to have a plan, right, of, of how to change the game. If if they are sitting in a low block and there's not not much space in behind, then that's not a game for, for Timothy Weah. Then it's a game yeah, for right. Aronson for high pressing and, and just trying to create yeah. something that's a good off, of, off of winning possession back in that attacking half. Yeah, I uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, um, I don't really have any other insight on the starting lineup other than just – potentially not being fully fit or ready to go. I do think he'll have an impact at some point uh, throughout the tournament, of course. Has Maybe there been any, this game. any talk of Weston McKinney uh, in, in he, terms of his? Yeah, his? He's, he's been he's been playing with the full team or the first team or the quote-unquote first team. And, or let me say it like this, because I don't think all the, the positions have at least been completely identified. He's been getting a lot of reps with Musa and Adams. So I'll just okay. leave it at that. Yeah, I think that's uh, so probably the hardest I, I, one to I'd think about them. changing, even though we do have attacking options. We still don't seem to score goals with those attacking options. So having that balance is probably probably still going to be priority number one. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I think that if they were looking to do something else, why would you give McKinney those reps when you if you were going to have somebody else be playing there? So that, that's well, the one thing I would add to that. Well, what, what about the flip side, right? If, you're, if, we're, look, if we're looking through the lens of, of Wales... And we're looking at the U.S. national team. Not to give away our secrets, but where where are they setting up to? Is it wide? Is it through the middle? I mean, obviously, we know we can win the middle game. We're a better midfield than they are. But where where are they going to? When they're sitting in a in a in a team meeting watching video, where are they finding uh, the gaps in the U.S. to say, hey, this is where we can hurt them? Is it a high press? Because I would certainly think yeah, a high press would work. Um, but Wales seems 
like again, they don't, in, in a back three play, by though, in a high yeah, press. Exactly. Yeah, they don't seem like that's who they want to be. So I'm very curious if they're going to kind of maybe try to throw us off because we're expecting them to sit back. And then the first 15 minutes, they've decided as a group, this is how we're going to high press the U.S. They might not do it the whole tournament, but maybe for the first 15 minutes and just to see what we're made of and to see how we're going to try to solve that problem. And if it continues to work like it did against or for Japan against us, then you continue to stick with it. And then you maybe drop off and get comfortable, especially if you can steal a goal in that first 15 minutes. I don't know. I mean, for me, I don't know who's going to start for them up top. If it's going to be the big six foot five guy. I mean, if you think you're going to sit back the whole game, do you want somebody who maybe doesn't get in behind as an option, especially if Tim Ream starts and you want to maybe try to exploit a potential lack of speed there? These are great questions. And to look through their lens is a, I'm glad you brought that up. If you go with Kiefer Moore, six foot five forward, yeah, he'll hold the ball up for you. Then maybe you can bring in a Dan James or Gareth Bale. Hey, but... Jimmy, you got Kobe. You got Kobe. You got Kobe, you got Kobe Jones behind you. Uh, get, let's get some questions from Kobe here, man. Hi guys. Let's get let's get some predictions, some idea, U.S. Wales, whatever. Prediction for U.S. Wales. What, what, what is it? Uh, I think when we're looking at this U.S. Wales game, I think it's going to be a Wales team that kind of sits back a little bit, or lets the lets the United States come come forward, then try to break out on the counter. Of course, they're going to try to have Bale do just like a moment of magic, right? you know, throughout the game. But then I think they're going to pick their points. You know, they, they watch video as well as we do. Yeah, they watch yeah. the U.S. try to build out of yeah. the back. I think they're going to pick their moments to try to step up and press, and that's where the U.S. can't get caught. That's where that ball has to find a way to get to the midfield. It's got to get to where our strength is. And if you have Musa, Adams, McKinney in there, that's where the U.S. can really dominate the game. Toby Jones, everybody. Well, hold on. Time to give us our, his starting three. His 164, three. Cap, 164 caps. That's more than all of us combined. I just want to throw that out there. Hey, Jimmy, okay, wait, who's, who's, your three. Three? who's your front three? For the uh, U.S. starting. For the U.S.? Who are you uh, going with? Well, I mean, I mean, we're still trying to find out who's injured, who isn't injured, all yeah, that, yeah. that type of stuff. But I would like to see. Say everybody's healthy. I, I, I'm saying Reyna, uh, Pulisic. And then we get the, the tough one. <laughs> there we go. You know, I'm I'm old school. I always like a, a big number nine yeah, up yeah. there. So if it's like a Haji Wright that can give you that athleticism as well as holding on to it. But, I, I mean, for me, that that's not where the game's won. Yeah. It's one in the midfield for me. I okay. Think that, I, I think so it doesn't matter who your number nine is. No, no. I, I think if they're going to sit think, back, so then it's more just about somebody who's moving around being active. Well, there, there is that. There yeah. is that, but you got to have pace as well. So is it Ferreira? That's up there. But, but yeah, all, yeah. I mean, but you got, listen, you got pace too. That's true. You got pace everywhere. That's true. So, yeah. So we'll see. All right. What's the final score? Uh... 2-1 U.S. Oh, I love it. Okay, you take the 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like the two goals. All right, Kobe yeah. Jones, everybody. Yeah. I love it. You love hey, it. You love is it. that Kobe's security walking with him, by the he way? He's on security. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, what an, what, an, I mean, what an important guy. You have 164 caps or whatever. Yeah, someone's someone's trying to cup. steal caps from him, aren't they? You know? <laughs> <laughs> when you only have 28 like me, you get to stand here and yeah. hang out with the, the, the yeah. locals. Hey, I, I, you, know, you know what's interesting is I've realized that using our wingers as a false nine option uh, when analysts give that is such a cop-out to me, by the way, because it's, it's, the, it's the safe bet for all fans, right? If I just say Pulisic as the nine, then no one can get mad at me because then I get to put yeah, another right, striker right. on the field and whatever, and yeah, you just yeah, get to yeah. place it. When you know it's not going to happen, Pulisic right, is not right. going to play the false nine for us. But I, 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 I appreciate him not going down that route. Landon went that route. It was like Pulisic, false nine. You're like, well... You can't be mad at that. Putting all of our best attackers yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah he's savvy. exactly. He's always been a savvy player as well. It's savvy. It's crazy yeah. that 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 um, Kobe Jones says that uh, Gareth Bale's going to have to come up with the magic, and Charlie doesn't even have him on the field. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't. It's, hey, he did for well, LAFC. A, he did for LAFC in the is, final. Came off the bench and had that magic. Right, but it's one of those things where you say, "Where do you need Gareth Bale the most?" In a game versus US, first game of the uh, of the World Cup, probably need him to play is, and and you need him to probably get the most minutes out of him in that game. The next game is against Iran. That's also super important. So. The first yeah. two games, and then maybe you say, hey, we'll give him a break if we can take care of business in those first two games. Because if he doesn't play in that first game or only comes in as a sub and it's not enough time for him, and then he plays 60, 75, 80 in the second game, and they do well, but then he can't go in the third game, it, you kind of you, you lost him. So maybe it's saying, you're, if you're the Wales manager, you're saying, hey, we're, we're putting all our eggs in this basket. We're going to take the risk with Gareth Bale and – run them out as, as long as we can and play it by year. If, if we have a lead and maybe we can take them off or, you know, we're, we're going to just run them into the ground and hope, hope he, hope he can survive. Right. So it, it's an interesting thing. If he's only 45 minutes, 60 minutes fit, is it worth starting him? Maybe I, it's tough. I mean, I thought he was, I thought he was saving liking. his legs. Wasn't he saving his legs at LAFC so that he could, be well rested for this uh, tournament. <laughs> There's got to be a method to that madness. I love the savior. I love the savior leg shouts. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Heath, I'm going to let you host from here because I can't read any comments. I can't read any text. So if you, uh, if we need to go to break or whatever, you can take it. Or if we're just going to go straight through, whatever you want to do. Is someone All right. Yeah. Well, listen. Your phone, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Somebody did. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep this thing rolling. So don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Jimmy heard it. He's hearing the energy from me right now, just bouncing off the walls when I take over this show. Jimmy's a little nervous right now. He's going to settle in with the locals. We're going to get that high energy from him off the top. I wasn't there for it, but Charlie says it was a little bit low. But listen up, everyone. Gear up for the World Cup with Soccer.com. Goal loyalty. Uh, Gold Club loyalty program where a $5 membership will give someone up to 10% off every order for life. I could use that. Jimmy, could you use a little 10% off? Uh, I could. I could use a lot of that. Wait, yes. Charlie Charlie doesn't need it, but he could use it. You know, he could use it. Everybody could use it. Uh, so go, go go on there and uh, and uh, gear up for the World Cup with soccer.com. Uh, listen, guys, we got we to gotta keep on this uh, soccer.com. I'm not soccer.com. Uh, Wales US preview. Hashtag, uh, ad. hashtag ad. I've said it enough times now where like I, I, I'm expecting a box to magically appear outside my door. Um, listen, Charlie, for the uh, and for those of you that are actually um, listening to this and can't see Jimmy's dancing now. Yeah. In the background. But Charlie, looking at this game, uh, 
is there is there anything you're you're I know we've covered this quite a bit or or, or in detail, uh, but but is there is there anything you are worried about uh, with this squad? Is there any single player that if they start uh, that you're you're makes you nervous? It seems like Greg is kind of dialing back towards experience in a lot of ways, right? We know Tim Ream mm-hmm. is, is is getting a lot of reps from what I understand, Jimmy, with uh with uh yep. with the uh the sure. I guess the the starting group or the most most common group on the field. And that's the experience that we, you know, you want, but not necessarily what we've relied upon going through the last two years of qualifying and whatnot. I'm not worried about anything, but if I'm looking at the lineup, the center back pairing of Walker Zimmerman, Walker Zimmerman, and Tim Ream, uh, that that is something that needs to be right from the jump. As soon as that whistle blows, I want to see them set the tone. They're they're aligned in their movements and you know pushing the line up, dropping back. That's got to be on point. And then the nine, whoever's playing the nine, if it's Jesus Ferrer, if it's Hodge Wright, Tim Weah, Josh Sargent, whoever it is, making being consistent. And you don't have to be involved in the buildup and get a lot of touches, but the movement has to be, be done well. And the holdup play has to be there because it's going to be very important in this match that they are there to be an outlet. If Wales does take that, that chance, and I think Kobe Jones touched on it perfectly, they've watched Tate. They're going to have their triggers. Maybe it's Walker getting on the ball. Maybe they know Tim Ream's great with, with buildup, but they're going to force it to Tim Ream's right foot because Tim Ream's not as gifted with his right foot and put it on Walker Zimmerman's left foot. Focus it centrally and force them to Tyler Adams or or Weston McKinney checking to the ball. And then that's when the, the cue is for Wales to jump. So how quickly are they able to adjust and then play into the channel or play into their, their center forward on the, on the ground, because you cannot be playing in the air with these Wales uh, defenders playing to people's feet and then seeing if they can get out of pressure. That's, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, I'll be the same. I mean, I think it's less about any specific players, my fears and more about what we saw in, in Japan and Saudi Arabia, more tactics in terms of, okay, plan A is not working. How quickly can we get to plan B? And how quickly can we make plan B effective? And if plan B is not working, okay, is there a chance to maybe because we've been going hard on that or plan C, that plan A is now back to being, how can we just adapt and, and to your point, just adjust, Charlie, to, to how we see situations and, and how quickly those decisions need to be made? Because we can talk about World Cup qualifying, we can talk about friendlies, but the World Cup and the speed of the World Cup and how quickly you have to make decisions and, and recognize situations is just a different different level do, and, do you, and uh I mean, for, i'm curious to see how the players respond for 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 both of you jimmy i'll start with you do you expect that this game takes 15 20 minutes to settle down right like ball in I the do. air most of the time a little bit more like championship football type stuff where the ball's in the air dueling for second balls not letting anybody settle in maybe a few half chances early on or do you expect because that's not that wouldn't be indicative of of like if I, wales is going to sit deep the u.s is going to have a chance to settle down sure um, no, no, no. I think I think you're right. If if Wales, there's a part of me that that quietly thinks that Wales is going to high press this for the first maybe ten minutes, because if it's Gareth Bale out there trying to press, you're only going to get ten minutes ten minutes out of him pressing anyway. <laughs> so so you got to think through. They're going to do something that maybe we're not expecting, right? We got to stop playing. It felt like we were playing checkers against Japan, and we need to start playing some chess, you know. And and I think that get, Wales has already proven it. You don't get to the semifinals of the Euros in 2016 with the same core of players without having some savvy, right, and understanding how to adapt to situations and different teams and different styles. And then they got out of their tough group in the last Euros last summer. So I just think that experience, a little bit of craftiness, a little bit of just knowing how to survive the tough moments, 
is something that our team has shown, but have they done it at a World Cup? They played it in a big competition. Yeah, bits and pieces, but maybe not as consistently as we'd like. Honestly, set pieces are going to be key through for all teams. I look back at the 2018 World Cup on my flight over, and it was amazing to me to to get that reminder that, you know, France beat Argentina. You know, Varane scored, I think, on two set pieces. That was 4-3, so there's some open play. But And then, and then Umtiti scored a header um, in the semis, you know, to get him into the final. It's just crazy how valuable set pieces are going to be, and, and we go haven't back, scored one in a while. So. Go back to the 98 final, France-Brazil. That's right. Zizou, it's, just, it's crazy. It's crazy how decisive that's going to be. So, so ultimately, it's a good thing for us if Wales sits back. Because if we can, and our guys are very good at drawing fouls, right? Because they're so good at taking people on. We should get a lot of free kicks in and around the box. We might not get as many corners because I don't know if with 10 people on top of the box, if we're going to get to an end line a lot and, and get those types of corners. But we could get a lot of free kicks and we got to take advantage of those. So I, I don't know. To your point, Heath, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to say. But I almost want us to play, if they come at us, just to play a little bit championship-esque. You know, you just dump it into the other side, making them try to play pretty. And then the game will settle down and we can take it from there. Charlie, do you do you have any thoughts of 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 that? Also, we know we know like sometimes you you imagine a world in which you look at the quality of our players and you go, oh yeah, they just settle in and play you know Champions League style. Team sits <laughs> yeah. back, we're gonna play through yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. tiki taki, right. and then you get no. into those national team games and you're like, sometimes you go into half and you're like, I don't think I helped the team, I don't think I hurt the team, I don't remember if I touched the ball at all. Like I don't like it, because the game never settles in. Sometimes it's so fast and so pacey that like. The best thing you can do sometimes at the international level is just be high energy, and that can have an impact. Well, this group found out the hard way in World Cup qualifying, <laughs> right? At El Salvador to kick it off, 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, yeah, on paper, yeah. you're you're a thousand times better than El Salvador, but that means yeah, nothing. Yeah. If you're not good on set pieces, away at Panama, another one that you 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 felt that this team was slapped in the face. And then to finish World Cup qualifying at Costa Rica with them missing a few yeah, players. Yeah. Good point. So I think with with those moments, it gives them uh, one a confidence boost going into these games. That yeah, we might be better on paper and we're playing at these Champions League clubs, but you have to grind. It's about commitment and eth- work ethic, tactics, communication, all the little things. Not so much. Oh, can I do a Maradona? Can I do a couple step overs and you know be my no? That, that's not the international game, and that's the difference between clubs yeah, football yeah, yeah. and, and oh international. So yeah. I, I think up, guys? You all right? I think the World Cup qualifying um, good man. Just doing a podcast right now. Kind of the ups yeah, and downs yeah, of it okay. give me like, has, has give me a allowed this minutes. team to grow. Okay, cool. Sorry, I got to hanging out with my fans. I love him. Jimmy, (laughs) Jimmy, like Jimmy's head is no longer in the frame because he's it's getting so big, Uh, you know. Uh, And and his head's on a swivel because he knows somebody's looking to just. It's the Jimmy blimps now because he's floating. Yeah, I keep throwing. I see. I see him keep throwing his his uh, credential back on, which I think is like an actual thing because technically he shouldn't be doing uh, live stuff without a credential on. And from what we've seen from some of the reports out there. Yes, from, from the from the Danish yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. They, I have it in my hand. They're gonna put confiscate your. Yeah, they're gonna confiscate your phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think the phone maybe throws people. They, I think they just think I'm on a phone call or something. So it's all good. <laughs> I'm, play, I'm, I'm playing it, yeah. uh, playing it down. Yeah, but, I like that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bounce, boys. I'm, I'm, all right. I'm, yeah, he's I'm getting out. nervous. Yeah, yeah um, I'm getting a little nervous. Yeah, I I see yeah. it in your face. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you um, can tell. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you but so I much, Jimmy. Listen. We'll yeah. Go ahead. Thank you. Final thoughts. I can't wait to see you after. Final yeah. thoughts, my, Jimmy. Final, my final thought right now is that I'm so excited the U.S. has a game. 
there's been so much build up to this. This whole essentially podcast was built to the run up to this. And, and we've talked so much about this team and how talented they are. Now they just have to go out there and prove us right because we know that they are incredibly talented. And this 90 minutes is going to make a, well, we're going to find out how we're going to be feeling afterwards. I, you know, we might be on, on tilt if it doesn't go the way that we want, but I don't yeah, expect I've that ne- to happen. I've and never and seen I look forward to so seeing in my all life, of our amazing talking. community. Well, I'm trying to stay cool, man. I'm only getting cool on camera. So, so I just, I just am really excited about our community and being able to talk uh, after the game's over. That's the next time we're going to see everybody. So, thanks for All having right. me, boys. All right, it's been a pleasure. Stay safe. And yep. talk Run with home. trust, yeah. Run home, Jim. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> he, got, he got, he got, Jimmy got real nervous there at the end. It's like, uh, it's yeah, like uh, got, the street lights really, came on, and, and he knows that he's got to be home for dinner. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> he got really scared yeah. Some, at the end. Something happened, you know. Uh, there. His eyes were yeah. like focused. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, he started yeah. Uh, the 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 wandering thing. But um, yeah, I think look, and and I, it, it's hard. It's naturally hard, Charlie, over the last few weeks to not preview U.S. Wales every single time mm-hmm. that we talk about the World Cup, right? Because that's the thing right in front of us, and we can talk about, you know, after the game kicks off, then you can start to talk about the storylines of how. You know the, the the other the other Iran England is going to impact the U.S. and all of these types of things, but it's it's been really hard to to be able to to, to shift our mind away that I know we've sort of beat uh, this this preview to death over the last sort of twenty episodes, and hopefully everyone has a firm idea or a good idea of, of how they feel going into this game, whether nervous or or otherwise. But um, is is there is there anything else uh, that you're looking at in terms of the opening games, uh, including including the England? Uh, the England um, Iran game that that's important for you that will help set the expectation for the U S that maybe doesn't have to do with the U S's performances. I think in the England Iran game, we'll, we'll get a good sense of just where Iran will, will be towards for the last game of the group stage. Uh, if they come out with an incredible performance and inspired performance, you know, they're playing for change in their country and they're, they're taking that on. Um, then, you know, this is a, a spirited group, similar to what we saw from Ukraine before uh, they, they lost to, to Wales um, to try and get into the World Cup. They're just playing with this, this passion, this energy for their, for, to, to make drastic changes within their culture, within their country. And so if, they, if Carlos Quiroz can get them to play a certain style that's effective, man, they're going to be tough to beat. They really are. And, it, and they'll, it'll set the tone for the group if they can come away with a point. Because that means England's that much more, I think, antsy and aggressive coming into that second game, which we could use against them because they have all the pressure, not us. Right. So I'll be I'll be watching that game um, intensely. Yeah. Well, let's let's maybe for the next you know five or so minutes till we wrap this show up. Let's let's take a, a few questions that we have, and here's one for you, Charlie from S27. Charlie Heath, what makes you confident in this team based on qualifying and friendlies? I mean, I know that's kind of a loaded question because I'm not confident mm-hmm. based on qualifying and friendlies. Uh, but what's your what, what's making you confident? I know we talked about this a couple of days ago where we said, hey, actually, the pressure was on qualifying, right? Because mm-hmm. they had to carry the load of the team failing. Now it almost feels like I don't think any of us are saying, yeah, we want to judge it based on getting out of the group is, is success or failure for this World Cup. But I don't think those players have to feel that pressure at this point. Do you? I mean, it's a young team. We're talking about 2026 hosting. We have a talented pool of players. These players have never been there uh, outside of outside of uh, DeAndre Yedlin. So, what's the real pressure for them? You know, and I, I think that's what makes me confident uh, on this team. That 
if they can tap into that and 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 harness that, there is a value in that. I don't know what your take is. Yeah, for me, it's the the underdog card. World Cup qualifying in Concacaf, the pressure on them because of the former uh, cycle not being able to qualify, and then the fact that they're the U.S. and I have all these players playing in Champions League. I think they struggled with that at times and creating an identity. And you also have a first time national team coaching, Greg Berhalter. There's a lot of things I think at play throughout that whole process. They ultimately get the job done because they qualified for the world cup. I think why I'm so confident is because it is a young group. And I think they are growing uh, in terms of how to play with each other collectively, co bringing their talents together and playing to their strengths. And just that whooping, the whooping they, they receive from Japan and Saudi Arabia, a lot of people may say, oh, it's coming into this group stage. They're doomed because they just got whooped prior to, to coming to this these games. I think that helped them. That made them refocused. And, and also, I think for Greg saying, hey, I know our strengths. Uh, there's no more, you know, trying to make it look a certain way. We have to stick to what we're good at. And, and the things that we're not great at, we have to understand how to protect our team and protect our goalkeeper, uh, Matt Turner, from facing 5, 10, 15 uh, golden opportunities. And, and yeah. Matt Turner is going to have to be good. So I, I'm confident just in knowing that and the fact that Wales is coming into this with for their first time. They're not at full strength. They have some injuries. Gareth Bale's not you know playing at his best. He's, he's not the most fit right now at this stage in his career. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you be uh, confident? I, and that's another thing. We're part of this brotherhood. I would I wouldn't want to be going into my first World Cup with the the previous um, cycles saying, "Hey, this team doesn't have it. I'm not. I'm not. I have no confidence in them. And you know they're going to lose, which we've heard before. I'd rather take the approach of I'm going to back you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hype you. I'm gonna expect big things. Prove me wrong." Give yeah. me reason to say, actually, you guys aren't good. You guys aren't good enough. Well, let's take two more uh, two more questions, Charlie. Uh, and that's well said. What constitute and this is from Yankee Mojo? What constitute a constitutes a successful World Cup for USA? And and the reason I ask this is, is, and I know we've talked about this a lot, saying getting out of the group stages, right? That's 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 the the baseline for success for Greg Berhalter. Baseline of success for these players. Could there be some gray areas along the way? Maybe. But when I think about that, and I was, I was thinking about that while you're talking, is this team actually good enough to reach a quarterfinal? If the team played the best that they possibly could, or is, is it luck? Luck, luck is always going to factor into it. Yeah. I would say if they play at their very best, yes. Because Holland is a very beatable opponent, given how, even if they are, are getting out of the group as the, the first place team, which they should, in Group A, they're beatable. Mm -hmm. And we have a group that is is very achievable to get out of the into the knockout rounds as a second place team. If you're just looking at uh, looking at the situation on paper, so yes, this team at their best for sure. Yeah, I like that. That's that's. I'm that's, not underestimating uh, Wales. I know Wales is good. They're in the World Cup. I'm not underestimating anyone, but I'm not. I'm also not saying Sergio that Wales is Brazil or France or Belgium or one of the top favorites going into this World Cup. So if you're in this World Cup and you have some quality with, sprinkled within your side, which the U.S. do, the U.S.'s midfield is clearly better than Wales. That there's not there's not even an argument for me. U.S. midfield is better than the Wales midfield. 
The game is going to be won in this game, in this match, in the opening game of the group stage, in the midfield. If the U.S. takes care of business, they win this game because they, they will not concede fouls in, in bad places. They will not allow Wales to win in transition and beat us in counterattack, and they'll close down those spaces where Gareth Bale likes to operate. So in my mind, if we do those things, we win this game. Yeah. So I'm not underestimating Wales. They do have quality, but we are better in those key areas. So that's 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 my point. And hey. they got to take care of business. Yeah. Final final question here, and this is a little bit off topic because I don't want to turn it into too much of like the 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 uh, intensity. Here's a good question from Samuel Ward, um, Charlie and Heath. What does a team do to ensure their players stay focused on a daily basis as well as recover from the heat so quickly? Now. I don't want to get fo- too focused on on the heat because I don't expect that the, the 10 p.m. kickoffs to be like outrageously hot. But Charlie, just and maybe you have a story that you can share or something like that. It's just being in a hotel for long periods of time, talking about Confederations Cup or 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 the long double fixture qualifying of sort of what do you do on a daily basis from from meals to recovery to gym to training, like just sort of that picture for 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 everyone to know. Like all we're gonna do when, as fans is we're gonna see this team step out. We're going to speculate every four days. We're going to see the step team step out on the field, and then it's 90 minutes. But there's all these hours, right? Outside of those 90 minutes, there's 22-plus hours in that day, and then there's the rest of the time in between, like sort of yeah. paint that picture of like how you survive, what you do. I know they have mm-hmm. players' lounges. They've got video games. They've got all kinds of things, but just like, you know, give, give, give a little bit of a, a, a peek behind the curtain so people know sort of how that all goes. Well, the technology is crazy now, which we didn't have when we were playing at, at this stage. So the, the cryo chambers, they have these sleep changer chambers with just oxygen pumped in. They have um, think of the, the pool workouts. There's all every and everyone also has a certain way, um, a certain method to recover. And, you know, whether it's a massage, cold tubs, you got, you know, the, the sleeping tanks, um, you know, the cryo chambers for me. You, you want to just get into a good rhythm uh, with your recovery. And so it's it's really uh, – you're not really training that much in the World Cup for the guys who are playing. It's all about recovery, um, you know, light stretching, jogging, doing a lot of things to engage your mind, keep keep uh, keep it fun, lighthearted, not not stressed out throughout the, the tournament. So a lot of video games, you know, maybe there's some ping pong, uh, just things that will get you to um, – you know, enjoy the moment and enjoy spending the time with your teammates. You, do you remember Confederations Cup, for instance? We were playing a lot of FIFA. Yeah, uh, we went on. We had uh, Rock Band. We had Rock Band. Yeah. Uh, when that, we remember when Rock Band came out, they had all four instruments that you could play. Were like the I remember seeing some of the guys. They had uh, the the microphone taped around their chest so they could play the guitar at the same time, and they had the, had the drums uh, going on during that that period. You have a lot of pool pool workouts. Uh, you have a lot of just lounging cards. You know, the safari. Yeah, I, I remember that actually. That was that was a fun, uh, fun, fun little thing. But yeah, you got to have a mix of like times that you can lock in and times that you're distracted, and that might be you know again pretty fluid throughout. If things are too stressful, like it's the coaching staff's job to be like, hey man, these guys are uptight. Like I'm seeing body mm-hmm. language from players I haven't seen before. These guys are nervous. We got to like snap out of this. And maybe you're playing some like. Maybe it's a, a table tennis tournament that's breaking guys up or it's some sort of like someone's got to stand in a chair and sing if they lose. And those kinds of things that that humanize the experience so that it's not just players thinking 24 hours a day about the upcoming match. Facts. I like that. Well, that is it from us, everyone. Of course, um, we are going to be with you all tournament long. 
uh, regardless of how the U.S. does. We we expect them to do well. We want them to do well. But our next time we, uh, that we're with you will be directly after uh, the U.S. hopefully gets a big result against Wales in their mm-hmm. opener of the World Cup. So, of course, on behalf of myself, Chuck Wagon Davies, Jimmy Conrad, who popped on and popped off. You've just coming now. And of course, our production team and uh, CBS Sports. We thank all of you and we will see you guys after the opening match. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.